Welcome to Building an Effective Marriage Team Program with your hosts, Dr. Ralph Goffrey Jr. and Pastor Lenore Goffrey. This is a show that helps to equip kingdom marriages to be strong and successful. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's discussions. Just wrong. Hello, and thank you for listening to Building an Effective Marriage Team radio show hosted by Dr. Ralph Godfrey Jr. and Pastor Lenore Godfrey. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I am your facilitator, Oris Ridley, and I just want to tell you guys that Pastor... Uh, Lenora and Dr. Ralph Godfrey are hilarious. <laughs> it is Thank a you. joy to be in the studio with them. <laughs> Laughter does the heart well. That's actually yes. something you said yesterday in service. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does good like a what is it? What good was like the script? Proverbs seventeen. Yeah. You know, laughter does good. It's, so it's very important to have laughter in your life. Period, because it's healthy for your body but it also keeps things light in a marriage yes. would you say yes so today we are going to talk about purpose we've talked about vision we've talked about mission and now we're talking about a purpose for marriage understanding kingdom purpose for marriage vision pastor ralph jr writes vision translates into why we do what we do which is the purpose. Um, Purpose is determined by combining both vision, where you're going, and mission, how to get there. This combination must be determined by why, which is purpose, you are doing what you feel called to do and to whom you are called to serve. A statement in um, their workbook, a pastor writes, Miles Monroe puts it another way. He states, that in essence what you are and how you are were predetermined by why you are Mm -hmm. i think that's a very uh, clear statement on purpose right right yeah And, and and god has placed everything we need in both of us as a married couple and around us and to determine our purpose simply requires us to tap into the giftings and the talents. And in the last radio show, we talked about writing down, you know, you identify the gifts that you have, what talents God has given you, your strengths, your weaknesses. So our, to, to determine our purpose, we just need to look at our giftings and our talents God has placed in us and carefully appraise the help that he's put around us. Mm-hmm. And that helps you to formulate your purpose and then move forward we've done our vision statement we've identified what it is God has for us to do we've identified how we're going to about go about doing it God gives us strategies and then we you know we have accomplished the purpose God has for each and every one of us amen so would you say that I guess this is all in accordance in accordance to um where you are before you get married mm-hmm. but would you say that you should already know that individually before you it would be nice right <laughs> to, but, to know but sometimes you don't um I, I think in in understanding again 
the, the challenge is again we're, we're speaking from a Christian perspective correct and so in understanding uh, my placement in Christ and the purpose my purpose in the kingdom uh, should help me identify a person uh, that I feel connected to that will help promote that part of my life uh, which again if I understand Christianity in a nutshell it should encompass my whole life and so the person that I'm about to connect to should be willing to again understand that God is putting us together and as such there is a greater purpose and for us to accomplish as as those believers in him uh, or those connected to him and so understanding my personal purpose should be uh something that i've already mm -hmm. i already know but if it's not um still i have to know what it is once i enter into this covenant with someone uh, someone else right and what might kind of help exactly what pastor said is i'm going to read the definition of purpose again because this kind of solidifies exactly what he just said purpose is identified by the passions and longings placed within the individual couple now that is can be for individual couples or individuals you still have uh, passions and longings god will bless instruct and direct what he has ordained for that couple so even you know we do this we wrote the book and we're doing this radio show based on christian relationships but even if you're not a christian you have longings and passions but those longings and passions that you have at in order to truly accomplish the purpose you get in line with what god has placed you on earth for mm -hmm. so at some point you need to come into the kingdom identify with your savior and god just causes those longings and passions to line up with how he's purposed us purposed us as individuals and as couples it's that it's an imperative that we recognize the glory that god receives as we work as a team of one to accomplish his will he has a will for each and every one of us it's just sometimes if we're not in the kingdom we won't recognize that purpose mm -hmm. so here i see where you have it broke down actually as being purposed by god and purpose to be a team mm -hmm. and we really spend a lot of time on being on talking about team marriage team um, as defined um, in a marriage and so um, first like we were saying that individual purpose by God you do have to recognize that and then you recognize it as a team is yeah. that right, Pastor? <laughs> right. Well, again, understanding that God does nothing without purpose. Uh, one of the, I think, things that we have to understand even about purpose, when something or someone is purpose, it's because there is a need or a necessity for that particular person or a need or a necessity for a particular thing. And so if there is a need or a necessity for you as even a couple then we have to begin to understand because if i recognize that god does nothing apart from his purpose 
for me or a purpose in creating me, then it becomes imperative for me to understand why do I exist? Why do I live? Right. Why am I here? And and that should have been, again, uh, understood on an individualistic basis. Uh, but if, again, not, then putting someone else with me, then I need to identify what is the point of this relationship. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's more than just having children, although that's important, but that's, it's more than that. And it's understanding that we have come together for a greater purpose, and that is, again, to benefit. Whatever that is, is to benefit God in the long run. So what would you say your purpose, and we're using you guys as the examples, Pastor and Sister Lenore, what would you say your purpose? Because there's also a purpose statement that is written right. along with the vision, the uh, statement, your mission steps and statement. There's also a purpose statement. So for us, the purpose of our marriage as a couple, our role as pastors serves as a vehicle to affect change in people's lives. Pastoring has given us the opportunity to travel, meet people of different cultures, and serve people from all areas of life. Our purpose is to effectively impact lives, restore dreams, and reconnect vision while serving people in the kingdom of God. And if you remember our vision statement, it included all of those pieces where we were reconnecting people to their dreams, their passions, restoring people's lives. Um, so, you know, as you write your vision statement, your mission on how you're going to accomplish that, um, it just feeds right into the purpose God has you together as a couple. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Pastor, do you have anything to add to that? No, I was just waiting on you to go back to what you were doing. Uh, I, I think she was she's right to, uh, as in uh, understanding our our calling uh, has a lot to do with wh- who we are, meaning what we are purposed to do. So when God connects us, and again, ministry was not as far as pastoring was not in on our radar, but serving people was. And so because serving people was on our radar, I believe God found a better way for us to serve people was through pastoring people. Mm -hmm. And so we became pastors based on the the connection of serving um, because there was a greater serve, a level of service that God intended or wanted from our lives. And so in that, we serve people on all kinds of level. Now, again, we have been fortunate to serve on an, an on an international level, and so a lot of things we do is international as well as local, or we'll say domestic. And so God has provided a way for us to to bring that back around uh, to where again we serve people uh, on 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 on. Uh, According to different, uh, I want to say uh, we, we're serving people based on on that call, uh, and so it it becomes real uh, a a real ministry for us 
um, we, we find ourselves because we, we've, we've been bringing in people, for instance, with our retreats, we've been bringing people or people have come from overseas to be a part of it. And we find ourselves really blessing them, benefiting them. We've, we've traveled overseas to, to minister to other uh, churches or other couples. And so God has been uh, allowing us, again, on an international level to, to serve others through, again, traveling. And, and, and traveling, the funny thing is, traveling was one of the things we enjoy. So now that we, because God understands that part of our life, he made that part of our ministry as well. So That's now good. we even travel mm-hmm. as part of ministry, but mm-hmm. we love traveling. So it's right. not a, it's, it, it works out the way God does things. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you know, it's, it's awesome just to see how, um, and I may not be saying this right, but isn't there something that they talk about your circle of influence? Mm-hmm. And when God gave us this purpose, we started to do some things through, as Pastor mentioned, our retreat. And we are bringing people over from other countries. They got exposed to how we were really at our retreat, really bringing leaders and and people that are ministers and just women and men down for this, what we call a retreat, a time of rest. And they really liked how that we were doing instrumental in allowing them to get rest because God had so much more for them to do when they got back to their, you know, places. They went back to their countries and instituted something similar. So the circle of influence, I mean, we think little when we wrote out our purpose of restoring dreams and, you know, really ministering to people. But God took that and just has caused it to really be a much larger circle Another than level. we ever ma- imagined mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah but isn't that just like god yes we don't Absolutely. see the full picture no. of what it is that we don't we are doing no and then almost minimize what it is that we're actually doing when on a greater scale right and that's why we always say write write it down Mm -hmm. it's it may seem so like a vision statement mission steps that's so juvenile but when you really write it down and you actually see what even if you journal what god does along the way when you go back and look It'll blow your mind, and you some a lot of times we don't even realize it because we're busy doing it. But when you actually write down things, it, it's it's amazing to see how God has taken us and as a couple and taken our ministry. Well, I mean the word. I mean I gotta go back and find it, but it's in Habakkuk. Habakkuk, we keep, yeah. That is so important. Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. It says that over in Habakkuk two two that he may he that he may run who reads it. Yeah. Like once you read it, I mean, and it's sometimes you gotta keep reading it. Right. <laughs> to keep you on the path to where you need to go. Right. Um, so I wanna ask this. Um, what happens? Okay, so I wrote my vision, I wrote my mission. So let's just stop there. So what? So what do I do now? <laughs> what if I ne- what if the the pr- uh, purpose is misunderstood? Are you so I, I, here in your workbook you have where Abraham and Sarah misinterpreted their roles and purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So take us there, doctor, and explain <laughs> that to us. 
Well, and understand, I think when Abraham received a vision of the promise, a vision of the promise of, of what God wanted to do, I don't think he was just clear on, not God, but Abraham, and understanding Sarah's role in, in that. Uh, although he was aware of her value, I don't think he understood her how the value that her role brought to the table. Uh, plus, I think when we are not understanding the direction that God has taken us in, and, and, and I put that back on Sarah as well, because uh, she was thinking more of in the, in the flesh more so than in what God was trying to do through her and him because they were the team. She assumed that it's, the promise should come a different way. So understanding now here's the, the interesting thing understanding sarah's role as abraham's counselor because if you understand she was a counselor to abraham and you can see that in various uh, parts of the marriage and so her counsel was well let's do this in other words let's help god out because i can't understand what direction he's really going in and so let's help god out and so misinterpreting purpose sometimes create these different little Ishmaels that runs right. around right. that if we would have just waited on the Lord the way he wanted, we wouldn't have all these, these problems. And so because she didn't understand and Abraham didn't really understand in fullness the point to what God was trying to accomplish to them both as a team, they again brought about an Ishmael. Um, and so... I think in our marriages and ministries, relationships, we have created a lot of little Ishmael problems that run around because sometimes we fail to really grasp or comprehend the direction that God is really trying to move us in as a couple. Uh, because again, if you go back, there was a part where scripture, where the, the, the Lord speaks to Abraham and said, no. This is going to happen through Sarah. It was never supposed to happen through Hagar. So, so Sarah was part of the team. Mm -hmm. So she's part of that blessing and part of the prom, pro right. promise. And you know, in one of our previous shows, and so if you have Spotify, you can get on and listen to one of our previous shows. We had a young lady on, and she gave her dynamic testimony. And so, you know, as we have written this book for couples and team ministry, we also include for individuals and those engaged because it's so important to know your value and not have that person you're dating determine your value. Yeah. And she gave a wonderful testimony on how she kind of lost herself for a moment. But some of her foundational um, studies brought her back to um, understanding she needed to know her value in order to even be in a relationship to be um, a value to her uh, eventual spouse. And so kind of what Pastor's saying, you know, we have to identify and know our value in the relationship and, and see that for each other so sarah did not understand her value yeah yeah i, I yeah. don't think she understood it fully right. um to the degree of how would she be a part of of this 
this particular again the vision promise, yeah. or promise. I'll say the vision of promise that that Abraham had. And in her defense, I understand because again she's looking <laughs> she at was she's looking at her age. <laughs> well, that's what, <laughs> right, that's what the scripture says actually. Yeah. And shall be he he says over in Genesis shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old. And Sarah, who is 91. Yeah. But God. <laughs> <laughs> right. They didn't understand. They no, didn't. But no. they were looking at it from a, a different perspective. See, they, right. they weren't looking at it from God's pers- perspective. Correct. Uh, and again, what God was trying to accomplish through them. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, that's the, the whole point of, of this teaching and, and writing is to help couples understand that when God determines or puts two together, it's for a reason, it's for a purpose, yes. and it requires them to understand what it is God is trying to do through them. Because if not, we have to understand the enemy becomes the the opposer of our marriage. And be, as such, his goal is to destroy anything good and perfect that God has put together. I think if I, if I recall, if you read most scriptures at the end of all of this, when God created, the very last thing he would say is, it, it was good. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? It is good. Uh, and so even in putting, again, a husband and a wife together, it seemed good. It was good to him uh, for this to happen. And so as such... He, there is a desire that God has. I think that's why it talks about how he blessed them. He blessed the marriage. Because in blessing the marriage, what God is doing is empowering a couple to, to be successful in their matrimony. And now it requires us to understand the importance even of that blessing and how we are to walk it out mm-hmm. if we're going to, again, benefit and be successful in our marriage covenant as well as bringing glory to God. So here in your workbook, you wrote, the challenges a couple face together should strengthen their marriage unless the purpose of their marriage or even their mate is misunderstood. Abraham misinterpreted the purpose of he and Sarah becoming parents of the promise. He truly missed the big picture. Although he was the receiver of the vision, Sarah was to be the one to carry it out, not Hagar. Right. No, right. So they should have been strengthened from that. I mean, really, after you realize, okay, I was trying to help God, and that was not God's plan. Right. Right. <laughs> and God's help. plan still came to pass. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. that right there, should, I mean, yeah, the challenges that that was huge for them to go to the uh, the process they went through to figure out right. the faithfulness of God. Right. You know, that his word, what he said he what would he do. Said. He right. didn't say, even though you are 100 and she is 91, he shouldn't have had to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because his word is true. Yep. And so also you state, just like Abraham, we can misunderstand the bigger picture if we don't seek the face of God. Right. True. So that sh- certainly shows us how important it is in everything we do. Right. To seek the face of God. Right. We, we have to stay before God. Uh, one of the, the interesting things that Abraham would always do, again, everywhere he went in the promised land, he, he built an altar. An altar. And, and in yeah. that, the altar becomes this place of intimacy where God and I communicate. Yeah. Um, although God is communicating to you, the whole point is, are you hearing him? And how do you carry this out? 
Because, again, it's easy for us to get into ourselves and our flesh, not understanding how God is going to bring things about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for us, we didn't, again, we just started serving, but we did not understand what that was really going to look like. Was going to look Correct. like in, in a bigger picture. And so uh, it, it was imperative that we stayed connected to God. Right. And, and, and you know what? It, and, and although we know a few we've seen a few of the places god has taken us he's not revealed at all because i think sometimes you know just in man he realizes we may get fearful we may pull back we may try to god help. is or try to help <laughs> yeah. right, make it happen have some so, more uh, yeah so i mean he there's, no there's so much more he's doing and we're seeing it as we go along our faithfulness God sees our faithfulness. He will take us another step. Mm-hmm. He sees how faithful our takes us another step. And the picture just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Well, um, I'll use <laughs> my husband and I just purchased a car. Amen. Congratulations. And it was, you know, a part of another plan, which um, is still revealing itself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, before we went, because I kind of sort of made the appointment, and then I told him later, like days <laughs> later. <laughs> but he, he was on his way to work, and I was at home, and he said, okay, wait a minute, wait, just, okay, let's just pray. You know, he was out, and I was at home, and I, you know, I was going shortly to the appointment. But, I mean, that, seek the face of God. Yes. You have to seek the face of God in all of your endeavors. Yeah. Yes. You know, so absolutely. even though they had these encounters and God sent an angel. To, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes you got to go back and look at the vision again. You, and you do. And you're, you're right. Because it's easy to get lost. Because many times, and in and, and Abraham's defense, yeah, I figured this is twenty something years that's been going on. Right. Uh, you know, you get a, you get a word, you get a prophetic word, you get a word or, or a vision, or, or where God is saying, "This is the direction I want to lead you in," and you're trying to get. To, okay, well, how I don't I don't get the bigger picture, Lord. Mm-hmm. What what part am I playing in this? How mm-hmm. do I adjust to this? And so, if if I'm not understanding how to walk out this journey and trusting God. It can it can become a little convoluted, uh, even lost in a translation of my my purpose and my role. But we have to do our due diligence and stay in the face of God in the presence of God to understand. Okay, I see what you want to accomplish. So let me adjust to this and let me stay on task right another profound statement of miles Monroe is the journey of living with purpose requires a lifelong relationship with god our creator because we are the creatures and he is the creator we must go to him to discover all we were meant to be yeah go back to the manual yep yeah you know to back to who created who created you yes right he gave you purpose. Yes. Right. If you want to know something, okay, so in my car, if I want to understand what is this button for, I yeah. got to go back to the, the manual. manual. Yep. Why would I just ask some random person or just try to figure it out on my own? Right. Just go and look. Right. 
we have all our answers in the manual. Yep. So, we want to thank you for being with us today. Um, if you want more information on this ministry, you can visit www.buildingandeffectivemarriageteam.com. Not org, right? Com. Com. I don't know why I got confused. <laughs> you can visit there, and we have a place where you can contact us, and you can give us your uh, feedback. We'd like to hear that. And any questions that you want answered on air. Also, new um, to this week, we have a podcast on Spotify. And if you just enter either B-E-M-T or Building an Effective Marriage Team, you'll be able to find us and all the shows that you may or may not have heard on um, WGRI. Any of those uh, programs that you may or may not have heard, they will be there. And we have lots of good things coming up in the future. And in the, uh, the holiday time, we're going to have a holiday party where you'll be able to meet Dr. Godfrey and Pastor Lenore and maybe even be able to get a book. And I'm sure that they're going to have some day and day camps coming in 2020. So we just want to thank you again for joining us and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Building an Effective Marriage Team Program. To contact us with questions or information on how to purchase our book, Or, if you would like to know information about our marriage boot camps, you can go to our site at www.buildinganeffectivemarriageteam.com. Thank you again for listening to Building an Effective Marriage Team Programs.